Hello, and thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Vicki Litmer, and I'm a member of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. Today I want to speak to you about every woman's battle. Those of us who are of a certain age can remember a time when some television programs were so discreet that they actually depicted married couples sleeping in separate twin beds. This certainly seems silly and comical nowadays, doesn't it? You look at the programming of today, there seems to be no limit at all as to what will be on television, radio, movies, books, and magazines. How did we get from I Love Lucy to Sex in the City and Temptation Island and other such rubbish in the course of a couple of generations? Because people set the standards for our entertainment, and when people decide on that which is reasonable and decent, it's only a matter of time until it becomes totally unreasonable and indecent. God made men and women to be sexual beings. Since he created us with those desires, he understands them even better than we do ourselves. And he also laid down the limits by which these desires could be fulfilled. Hebrews 13.4 gives us that limit. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Sexual activity between marriage partners is to be the one and only recourse for sexual gratification. This is God's will. And yet, it can be so hard to obey. Men and women struggle in different ways when it comes to sexual temptation. While a man's battle begins with what he takes in through his eyes, a woman's often begins with her heart and her thoughts. And very often a woman's battle begins with a heart full of disappointment. She may be disappointed in men, circumstances, God, life, money, kids, and the future. She may turn to secret fantasies to find excitement. And the married woman may start comparing her husband with other men. Of course, when she does that, her husband always comes up short. Why can't he be as witty as this one, as attentive as that one, or as romantic as someone else? Some have even gone so far as to imagine the death of their husbands, wondering about the new improved husband they may someday have. However, many women believe that just because they're not involved in a physical sexual affair, they don't have a problem with sexual immorality. But does an emotional and mental unfaithfulness still compromise our sexual integrity? 1 Peter 3, 1-4 brings up some pertinent instructions when it comes to dealing with our hearts and minds. In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. And let not your adornment be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. God knows our very thoughts. He knows what is at our core, and we will be held accountable for that, as well as for our actions. Having emotional affairs is just another of Satan's methods of entangling us in sin. We may start dressing in a way of enticing men to sexual thoughts, whether we engage in any actual activity or not. Again, in our entertainment, even the smartest, most accomplished, and successful women are nearly always shown in too low-cut, too tight, too short, too revealing attire. 
and we may find that type of power heady and exhilarating. And after all, a little office flirtation isn't really hurting anybody, right? The lines between what is appropriate and what is not start to blur when we allow our emotional desires and fantasies to overshadow our spirituality. One of the biggest temptations nowadays for women who want something more stimulating in their lives can be found on the internet. How many people have we all heard about who were led astray by someone they met online? What began as a means to find information quickly or to send notes to friends has also become one of Satan's most useful tools to lead us down the pathway of destruction. There are women who drop their kids off at school in the morning, then spend hours throughout the day chatting with a man they met on a website. So often the chats become more personal and intimate until they are both so hooked on one another that they have to meet. This is reminiscent of the description of sin we find in James 1, 13 through 16. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. As God's women, we must protect ourselves from any and every type of immorality that exists. Could you imagine the woman of Proverbs 31 allowing herself to be pulled away from her Lord by a failure to control her thoughts and emotions? All Christian women, whether married or single, have an obligation to live by God's standards, which are light years ahead than man's standards. By resisting temptation when it starts, redirecting tempting thoughts, and renewing our minds, we can develop an attitude such as David had when he said in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. 